right, folks, welcome to Nothing Is OB Golf Podcast, episode number 36. Now today, my sponsor is brought to you by For Life, Together Building People. Now For Life is some great supplements. They got all different types of protein powders, different weight loss pills, a lot of self-health pills. Um, my buddy, my good buddy, Rudolfo Mendez, he's an independent distributor. So right there, you see right there, www.forlife.com backslash Rudy Mendez. It's independent distributor to educate your immune system, to recognize, respond to, and to remember threats in the body. Please make sure you hit up forlife.com backslash Rudy Mendez. Rudy's a great one of my fraternity brothers. He does some great things and he always takes care of people. So please check out For Life if you're able to. Now today I have a super special guest. I've been a big admirer of his from afar. I have Rafael Trini Trinidad, uh, known most to everybody as Trini. He does some great things in the community, even though he is a retired police officer. Rafael Trini Trinidad is a two-time cancer survivor, United States Air Force veteran, 24-year law enforcement veteran, successful franchise business owner, nonprofit founder, Keepers of the Peace conference founder, husband, and father. And just from speaking with him, uh, it sounds like he's a really good man as well. And I'm hopefully, hopefully through this podcast, you're going to hear, and you're going to see that in the same light that I see him and other people see him as well. Uh, like I stated, I've been a big admirer of his. And now that he's venturing and stepping into my world, the golf game, uh, I've really, really, really wanted to, to really be a part of what he's trying to do. And I'm all over the place being nothing is OB because especially nothing is OB. So nothing is out of bounds. So there are no limits to what I can do with my podcast and what I can do with my website. And so I thought Trini is one of those hidden gems out there that I think a lot of people in the law enforcement business know him and know what he's about. Now, I'm really trying to bring him out to the golf forum and to you people who follow golf and that are into this game. He's one of those guys that he's going to really help change it open doors and I'm really looking forward to it. Here we go. Nice. Hey Trini, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being on the show tonight. Hey man, it is my honor. Thank you so much for having me. And let me just make this one note. I love the intro. I'm very, very happy that you view me as somebody that is doing something positive and that you especially, uh, because I have such a, a, a special place in my heart for teachers in fact, uh, you ask anybody that works in this organization that we work with our nonprofit shows for kids. One thing I always uh, do in any outing is I give uh, thanks to our military. I give thanks to our first responders. And I always include teachers because teachers, I believe, are very underappreciated. And I know because I worked at a school for a little bit as a on-campus suspension officer, but it was in an <laughs> elementary, it was in an elementary school, dude. I couldn't believe that they needed an on-campus suspension officer at that time. Now it's quite a while ago, but I saw what teachers deal with day in and day out. And to all you teachers out there, Andy, of course you included, uh, you are super important to the foundation of our country. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for what you do. And you know, you talk about Andy, me affecting lives, but I'm looking at your background and I see all those pictures. <laughs> and I know specifically 
uh, you know, with my family, how much you've impacted, uh, you know, the kids in our community. So you're right along with me when it comes to impacting these children in our community. And I thank you and all the other teachers for that. Well, well, thank you, Trini. And, you know, you've done it all, man. You've been on the other side. You've been on those side that a lot of times we're, I think the way y'all look at it or you view it as law enforcement and veterans is that it's been your duty and your service. And so uh, thank you. I'm, I'm super appreciative, especially if you watch this show or you know anything about me, super huge on veterans, on our armed forces, because my dad being a Marine. And so thank you, Trini. And I appreciate it. And it, I'm so happy to be back. I'm happy to be be back in school. I feel like I'm back in my element. I feel like mm. I'm living life again. Don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed the margaritas. I've enjoyed all the sweets, you know, <laughs> hanging out with the kids, riding bikes, you know, working yeah. on the yard, doing all my honeydews. And yeah. it's great to be back in school. And uh, I feel like these kids give me life. And so I'm super, I'm super happy. And Hey, I'm in my office right now at school, but I'm doing something that I really want to do is that talk to you tonight about some. Awesome, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm hoping I can bring some great, uh, knowledge, information, you know, entertainment to your fans. Well, like I introduced you, uh, there's several things you do that, that is great in the community. And one thing that you really do is, uh, you're a founder, you're a co one of the founders of shields for kids. Now, one thing that really uh, turned me on to Shields of Kids is that, hey, they have a golf tournament. And I'm like, oh, my man. I was like, hey, he knows he knows it right. He's got it right. And so why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about your Shields for Kids? So our, our nonprofit, Shields for Kids, is an organization of officers who go out in their off-duty time and provide for kids in the community that are in need. And a lot of times we're, you know, some of us go there on duty because we just happen to be there in the area and I, I make a few calls and they're able to show up. But most of us are there on our own dime and on our own time to give back to the children in our community. And I've always had a soft spot for, for children because I love the innocence. I love the fact that they are, um, you know, they're pure with their actions and their reactions and on. I love that. I, I love Disney World. So, you know, it gives you a little insight into that. And um, the reason that we founded Shields for Kids was because part of it is, is that as an officer in uniform, I used to get comments sometimes whenever I would make a certain effort that was beyond what was required. I would get a comment often about like, well, you're just doing that because that's a part of your job. And they had no idea that I had a choice. I could have left, but I didn't. I stayed. And so for me, it really hurt my heart that they would think that I'm only doing it because it's a part of my job. So I wanted to make it a point with Shields for Kids to be able to, to perform a lot of our gives in our off-duty time so that the children probably wouldn't get it as much, but the parents definitely would get that we're there in our own dime and on our own time. Now, uh, I know you weren't able to have the, the Shields for Kids tournament, obviously due to COVID. Now, we do have a big event. That's why you do have a, a big event that uh, Anthony Cantu out of La Cantera is really helping bring some some toys to your organization because I was reading mm -hmm. up about Chips for Kids that uh, if I'm not mistaken that that normally what you do is that your toy drive and the fundraising you do is that you bring two gifts to the kids in your areas is that is yeah. that correct. Yeah. So, um, for instance, uh, one of our biggest events is our signing Santa event. And I think you might have a video. I'm not sure if we got yes, it. Yes, I do. I, I got it. Video. Yeah, we're going to run it a little bit. And on that video, 
you'll see one of our, our events. It's called a Signing Santa event. And when we go to that event, um, it's for the children who are hard of hearing or deaf. And what we do is we usually at CBC Church at the, entr- at the uh, entrance, they allow us to go in, set up a really, they set up a really neat scene. We get us a Signing Santa. And a lot of these children have never been able to communicate to Santa before because obviously most Santas won't sign. And so it's a really special event. And we're able to give the children who are hard of hearing or deaf, we give them a little extra gift. They get three gifts. But we never leave the siblings out because the siblings are a part of the journey of a child who's hard of hearing or deaf. So we make sure that we give them gifts also. So that's kind of the basis of what we do with our gifts. We're about to go to a Saha community, San Antonio Housing Authority. We're about to go to one of those communities here really soon. And with the toys that we've been uh, given through our donors, we're going to be able to go and, and provide for children who live in these communities that might not be able to get as many gifts. And so we're really looking forward to that. And to your point with Anthony at La Cantera, great dude. Um, he puts on a tournament where it's a toy drive. And so everyone who participates brings a toy and they get a discounted uh, rate on the tournament. And that's what's going to be happening actually tomorrow. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, you might be excited, but man, I'm super ticked off. Uh, (laughs) My buddies and I, we we waited too long to try to get in. And I guess it is such a good rate. And you did make a great point that that they're capping it off at 100 people just because you want to make sure that they finish the round. And as, of, as we know right now, due to the daylight savings, it looks like it's freaking midnight, like at 630. And yeah. so I know, I know the shotgun start is, I believe, what is it, at 12 or is it at 1 o'clock? Yeah, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. I believe it's 12 o'clock. Um, and that's when it's going to start. And uh, we'll have a little raffle out there to raise money for the organization. But in the end, uh, their goal is to just be able to you know, have a toy drive so that we can continue our gives with our presence. All right. So um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip from Shields for Kids. On behalf of the officers and volunteers of Shields for Kids, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time today to hear about Shields for Kids. I can stand here and tell you all about us, but I think this video will do a better job. Val was our initial coach of SA Law, and he was shot multiple times, but one of the bullets Uh, hit his badge and that's the one that they said saved his life. It's extremely important that we interact with you know different different parts of the community to let them know that hey we are here for you and we're doing this on our own time nobody's making us be here that we're doing this because we want to do this because it's the right thing to do. We're we're here to serve the public and serve the children. Shields for Kids is we're 1011 which means we're backup for them and kids sometimes don't have their own voice so we're here just to help them. It's just been a phenomenal organization to be involved with. They're giving back to their community on their personal time, with their personal funds. Just to come love on their community is just um, an amazing thing to see. It's being able to look back when our time comes and go, man, that was neat what I did for this child. Our commitment doesn't end when our shift is over. And I think that that really summarizes what it is that we're doing. We're here after our shift is over to to show in a different way how much we care about the the community and the children within that community. Now, hopefully that gave just a little bit of insight to what Shields for Kids is and what y'all do for people. Now, I thought that was super interesting. Uh, 
the 211, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the law enforcement game. And as much as I know, it's like a lot of, like most people is this, you see it, you know, from what you see on TV or the movies. And so I really like how, I really like how you use that code and, and as backup, because you know yeah. what, like you, like you stated earlier to, towards the kids that are deaf and their siblings, you're really trying to give a voice to the people that are voiceless. Yeah. And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm really trying to do with my show is that, I'm trying to shed lights on gems like you. Now, thank you. Why don't you tell everybody just a little bit of your background, your family life, and how you came into law enforcement? Obviously, through the military, but why don't you give the viewers just a little bit of who you are as a person? Yeah, you know, if, if what's interesting about what you just said is that one of the biggest discoveries I've had here recently, uh, after my, I think it was my second bout with cancer, is you know I started thinking about my why. I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. I listen to Alan Watts, you know, Les Brown, um, Martin Luther King, um, Tony Robbins. I mean, I listen to a lot of different people. And one of the things that that struck me was, you know, like, man, do I really know my why? When you're when your mortality is threatened, it really makes you start to deep, you know, really get into some deep thought about your existence. And regardless of your belief, regardless of whether you believe that there's some an afterlife or this is it. Either way, this is our current existence. And how are you maximizing your time in this part of your existence? And when I thought about it, I was like, man, all right, I really need to think this through. And then it, it came to me so quickly. I thought about it. I said, man, you know what? My why is to provide for people. That's what I've done all my life. My mom, my dad, they raised us as Red Cross volunteers. We used to go to Lackland at Wilford Hall, and we were Red Cross volunteers. Um, my sister, she, you know, she was a brownie. You know, I never got into the Boy Scouts. <laughs> she still she is. She still is. She still is a brownie. Dora's <laughs> yeah. still a brownie. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was making sure that we understood that it wasn't just about receiving. It was about giving. So I joined the military. I was, ex- I'm extremely proud. I don't know if you can see my background, but I've got my, you know, my, my country's flag. And then I've got the thin blue line flag. And it, I just, it dawned on me that I live a life of service and that's my why. I enjoy providing for people. So that's what allowed me to, you know, to feel like, all right, now it's time to do something even more and something bigger than myself. And so uh, trying to make a long story short, after my first diagnosis with cancer, as they were going to wheel me back for my surgery to let me know if my cancer had spread, um, I remember having a certain calm, a certain peace that came over me. And the main reason was because of all the messages, the letters that I received, the, the hugs, the visits of people that had talked to me about how I impacted them that I didn't realize I had impacted, like sitting in a parking lot after work for a couple of hours to talk to somebody about their, their uh, marital problems. And I gave them that time. The, the, the young rookie, the cadet in the academy who, when I was on SWAT, was very influential. And I just received this like a week ago, this long message about how after 15 years of being on the department, he wanted to reach out to me and let me know that how I had reshaped his way of thinking he was going to be as a police officer through scenario-based training that we had that I was a, lucky enough to be an instructor in. And he just told me that, you know, what I had talked to him about, the fact that I even made time for him being on SWAT, which, you know, in the department's kind of up here, 
um, and especially for a cadet. And all those types of things were the types of things that made me realize I want more of this because it made me feel comfortable that even if I come out of this surgery and my cancer has spread and they tell me I have limited time, I'm going to be all right because I made an impact. I, I positively affected people in my existence. And so I wanted more of that. It's a little bit of a selfish kind of thing, but it's always been a part of me to provide for people. So in my military service, providing for my country, in my law enforcement service, providing for my community, in my business biotechs, I provide for people and with my wife. Um, uh, it's a crime and trauma scene cleaning company. So we provide for people in the most, some of the most traumatic times in their lives. And, and then Shields for Kids. I founded that organization and that provides for kids in the community. So I just realized, wow, man, I'm just, I just provide and that's what I want to do because that gives me fulfillment. Well, so one of the big reasons why is because you're starting, you have all these YouTube vlogs, you have all these videos, you have an awesome channel. And mm-hmm. I have, I've, I've followed, I've followed your, your bouts with cancer. And I said, this guy is over, you know, and I said, man, cancer, cancer doesn't like you because you're just the guy that overcomes so many things. And I think <laughs> you have given a, a lot of people hope. Now you've especially given guys like me a lot of hope on the golf course, you know? And so uh, one of the things that, that you, you have all these, you have all these fashion tips with Trini, softball with Trini, you know, tea time with Trini. And I was like, man, it's like you, you've branded it. Make sure you make sure, you know, make sure you brand that as like, hey, with Trini, you know, like cooking with Trini, you know, you yeah. have all, this, all this stuff with Trini. Try, like you said, traveling with Trini. Well, pretty much here, we're here to talk about tea time with Trini. Now, uh, the new episode that you just came out with, your first episode was I mean, it was, it was awesome. Like it got me, it got me, gave me all those feels. It gave me all those goosebumps. It brought me back to one of my favorite cities in the whole world, uh, which is Las Vegas. Yes. And so tell me, so how did you get in to this game of golf? You know, cause, cause, cause I, I know you run, I, I know you ran a super successful, successful tournament for Shields for Kids at La Cantera in 2018, but I want to know how did you get in to this game of golf? Well, it's a transparency, right? I I met my wife and I wanted her. And when (laughs) I found out her father and her uh, brother and brother-in-law were playing golf, I was like, damn, I'm not really digging this sport. I mean, who wants to do that? I was all into like physical activity, like boxing and stuff like that. And I was like, man, the hell with golf. I golf what's that all about i'm into mental sports i want to be you know tough i want to be into the, all these these that machismo, that machismo. yeah <laughs> yeah there you go i want to knock the hell out if i'm going to go play golf i'm all in it for the drive <laughs> i don't care where it goes i just want to knock the hell out of it right you know, you know what they say chicks dig the long ball <laughs> <laughs> well i have a short game <laughs> but i got my wife already so who cares hey so here's what happened i ended up going to play because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get along and I went and man, I'll tell you after the first round, I went and bought a brand new set of tailor-mades. I really enjoyed the game. It was fun because the thing that I love is camaraderie. It's what I love in, in the military. It's what I loved um, when I became a policeman. And then ultimately when I joined the SWAT team was because of that camaraderie. I love that. And in golf, I found that same thing. I mean, you spend quite a few hours on the course with people. 
And uh, it's cool, especially if you include the after golf round, you know, you sing around, eat a burger, whatever you want to do, have a few drinks. And so um, that's how I got started into it. You know, I just, I wanted to get in with my wife's family and ultimately I was able to hook her and uh, it just <laughs> kept going. Um, so that's how I got into it. What ended up happening was, is I realized it's going to take time to get really good at this game. So what I learned to do was over time, I learned to enjoy the atmosphere of the course. Um, I enjoyed traveling and like visiting really. We're in Hawaii and I, I, I golfed at it and I had no idea what I was doing, Andy. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible golfer. And I make it very clear when you watch the show <laughs> time with Trini, you're not watching for golf tips. You're watching to know that, like you said, Andy, when we talked before the show, if you're going to have a destination, like a vacation destination, and you're thinking, hey, man, maybe there's a, a course I want to play there. I travel a lot. And I started thinking, well, why not traveling with Trini so I can highlight where I go? And why not tea time with Trini? Knock out two birds with one stone. Although... I don't really want to knock out any birds because I like birds a lot, but I'm just saying, you know, you, you, you take care of both those things and, and it's what I'm going to do anyway. And other people are interested. So why not do it? And that's what I did. Well, you know what? We've all done some crazy things for women, especially my, like my wife, uh, you know, I, I was in school for, I was in college for a good amount of time, uh, joined a fraternity, uh, Delta Sigma Phi. And, uh, I really enjoyed myself, but, my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, she really made me motivated to want to get the hell out of school because she was super motivated. And so I said, I probably wouldn't have graduated college without her. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? I can totally understand why you play a game of golf. And I remember you, <laughs> you tell you know, for a girl. And luckily, you know, hey, thank the Lord it worked out, right? Yes. It worked out for you. Yes. So, yeah. so tell me, uh, you know, with getting into this game, what is some of the things that you like that the game does bring to you? I know, yes, we have those times that we're all frustrated. And I, I know for me, it, it's like, it's kind of like a different type of frustration. So what are the, some of the things in the game of golf? You know, you, you did say the camaraderie, you know, you're, you're huge into, into softball. I know you played a good amount of years, you know, for SA law and uh, you still do a good amount of stuff for, for, you know, law enforcement in yeah. softball tournaments yeah. and, and things of that nature. Besides the camaraderie, what are some of the things that you like about being out on the course? Well, I, I absolutely love the, when I travel, especially, I mean, some of the local courses have some really neat uh, courses that you know, have some neat views. You know, here in San Antonio, we have La Cantera that overlooks Fiesta, Texas, you know, has some great rolling hills. I mean, just beautiful tea boxes. And one of the things I enjoy, probably the, the thing that I enjoy the most is getting on a beautiful tea box and just taking in the view. And, and then when you're able to get to a, a green that you can't read, cause I'm not that good of a golfer. So when I get to a certain green and, and I like in the wind, it's probably one of the most challenging places to play as far as the greens were concerned. It was extremely hard to read those greens, and I, but I had a caddy, and he helped me a lot. And so I, I started to appreciate the tee boxes, the greens, and it was just the, the beauty and the separation from the everyday that you get from being on a course. It's a therapy. 
And we need therapies like that. We need those breaks. We need those opportunities to be able to go out there and just detach. It's almost like putting your phone down for a second, turning it off. And let's just say we go four or five hours without the phone, no text messages, anything. If you go four or five hours without your phone and you're in, you know, maybe like, like we just left South Lake Tahoe not too long ago, you put your phone down, you'll find that you're You'll, you'll take in more of what's around you naturally that's nature, you know, as opposed to maybe missing things because you're picking up that phone. And that's what I love about golf. I try as hard as I can when I go to a golf course to, to leave the phone out of the game and to be able to just enjoy the course for what it has to offer. And that's what I like. It's a therapy for me. I think you're, you're spot on there. I, I think for one of the organizations that I do a lot of work with, Fairways for Warriors, and even my dad coming back from Vietnam, you know, being, you know, being in the mess, you know, being in, in war, in, in battle. Um, I think without my dad knowing it, all the years he played golf, I think without him knowing it, it had been his, his therapy. And then for these uh, Fairways for Warriors, because it it's an organization for combat vets. That's you know, what's even, right? Yeah, with Steve, yeah, with Beto, with Steve Escobedo, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know nobody, nobody really wants to claim they know Beto, or, you know. <laughs> and so, um, you know, he's a good, good buddy of mine. Another Marine, you know, another Marine right there. Yeah. And so, uh, I've always tried to I shed light. Your service, Andy. Oh no, no, thank you. That's it, it, it's not. It's like my dad always says. It's just I'm glad it's it, it's. I feel like that. That's my duty. You know what? Y'all gave so much to us. I understand. I feel like it's just it's the only way to pay. You know, you, you know the drill. You're just paying yeah. it forward. Yeah. And uh, I, I've met a lot of the guys out there, and I, I think if we take those organizations like Fairies for Warriors, Wounded Warriors Project, uh, they don't have those forms of therapy because it is. It is. It's like you stated. It's therapeutic. It's getting out. It is. It is having that uh, that camaraderie with the other guys. And it's these guys checking up, like you said, you know, for Shields of Kids, it's, it's backup. You know, it's it's checking in on each other because you know how it is in the grand scheme of things. You know, you got a wife, you got kids, you have a business, you have your own responsibilities. Uh, it's nice to be out on the course. And like you stated, put that phone down for a little bit and just stop and smell the roses. You know, take in the good hole. And if, hey, you know, after maybe a whole, you know, ate your lunch or whatever. And you're like, man, that hole kicked my ass, you know. And, and then at the, sometimes you're like. I, I got the better of it. Now I have some clips. I have some clips over here from the win that, uh, from one of your first episodes of tea time with tea time with Trini. And I really, like I stated earlier, man, I, I love it because uh, this is one of the courses that I have yet to play. I've, I've played in Vegas several times, I've played in five courses in Vegas. I have a feeling you and I are going to make a trip to Vegas and, and we're going to highlight a course. I'm, I'm ready. I have a <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, That's I'm, where this thing's hey, from. I, hey, I, my wife can tell you, my clubs are always in my truck. I have an extra change of golf clothes. I'm ready to go. All right. So I'm going to see right here if we can put up this, uh, these clips right here from the Good. win right here. Awesome. Thank you so much. He is my first caddy ever. How do you feel? Thank you so much. Ain't none of y'all better stop us. Mike just pull up on some nonsense. Ain't no limits. On my conscience, I don't know, you don't know, we don't know, stop us. I don't think nothing can stop us. Ain't none of y'all about to stop us. I never washed my balls. 
<laughs> I just do, but I really don't. So it's cool that John's here to wash my balls for me. Thank you. Oh, look. Okay, part three, number five. It's 120 yards today. You can play it at the flag or you can play it right of the flag. If you hit anywhere right of the flag, it'll kick it back over to the hole. So just make sure you play 110 yards at least. <laughs> Start it at the flag. What's that tree called again? Check it out, Audrey. A weeping willow. Pretty neat. I like that tree. <laughs> look at that. Oh my goodness. Holy smokes, look at that thing go. Wow. Man, I'll tell you what, what a difference it makes having uh, John here to tell me about these things. You would never think that it would do that. Yet, I did what he told me to do and it did exactly what he said it would do. Kicked over here on the right side and rolled all the way out here. But just look how beautiful this is, man. All right, so I'm gonna be attempting the fun putt because the traditional putt just take me towards the hole. I like the fun in life, that's what I'm gonna do right now. So check this out, John's standing over there and he's telling me to hit to his feet. I want you to know what kind of faith it takes to do this type of thing, and I will. So I'm, the, ski, the, the key is just to get the right timing to, or the right uh, amount of power so it just hits your feet, right? Roll it back. Get up there, get up there, get up there, get up there, ah. Oh. Look at that thing roll. <laughs> if I'd have had a little bit more up, it would have rolled down. Wow, good. Well, as we move on, I can't say that I'm happy. I'm actually kind of sad. I don't want it to end. That's a great, great day out at the golf course, man. When you can, when you are happy at the end of a, of a, a day of golf where I haven't had, I mean, I, I seriously have not had a single moment of frustration, frustration, anger, like, you know, nothing real. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's just been a great experience, man. And I'll tell you, I think a big part of that is, is John. I do too. I, I think your wife was hoping for that she were going to say the big part of not being frustrated was having you right next to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she did really well. Uh, hey, she did. She, she, she filmed the footage, right? She filmed the footage. Yeah, she did. She did. Is she, is she for hire? No, no. <laughs> was that, pro, was that pro bono? She's on a, uh, right she's on a solo contract, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I've never had a caddy before and it was so cool. It was so stress free. And I don't know, Andy, if you've played with a caddy or not, mm -hmm. but man, I, I absolutely loved it. It was like, I mean, every you, you, all you had to do was just make the shot and just enjoy the course. The guy would tell you everything about the course. He would, he would give you the history. He would, you know, he would say, Hey, tell me what you'd like. Would you like for me to give you instruction right off the bat? Do you want me to let you play three, four, five holes and then I can help you out? That was really cool for me. Because I, I did do that. I went uh, a couple of holes, you know, and then it was like, all right, man, give me, give me some pointers. And uh, it was just really neat to be able to experience having a caddy. It, it, was a, it, it really made a difference. And that's a part of the price 
because it is expensive to play there, but I highly recommend it. You have to, if you never, if you've never done it before, it, it completely changes your stress level on a course. And so I think it's, it's a really neat thing to, to experience if you've never done it. Now, now being 41 years old, everything I've done, it, it's, you, you got a team, you know, I'm a team, I'm a one man, I'm a one man team. So everything that I've done pretty much has been through YouTube and just kind of, you know, getting referrals and tips from other people. So, yeah. I, so I love, I love this stream yard, you know, it's brought us together, you know, yep. we're, we're side by side with not being in the same room. And yep. also, uh, you know, we get to see some of the comments from some of the people right here. This is a friend of mine. Uh, Margaret Garcia, this is really nice. Thank you for everything you do for your community, Trini. And then, you know, we got Audrey over here. Yeah, it, I love the way you live, Trini. And love how you always find ways to get back to your, your beautiful essay community. Thank you for all you do. And I want to, can I comment on that real quick? Oh, of course. Andy, I've been a police officer for 23 years in San Antonio. And despite what you see in the news and how they build up, you know, all the, the uh, div- division, San Antonio has always been a badass city to work for. They truly appreciate us in law enforcement. The things that are highlighted sometimes, you know, you only see that aspect of it. I lived it. And I lived it through, you know, with special operations. We were always called out for different things. And San Antonio is truly one of the greatest cities in this country when it comes to behaving I'm telling you right now, man, they're, they're, I'm, I've always been impressed, and I want to let San Antonio now on your podcast that uh, you are, we in law enforcement in San Antonio truly feel the appreciation you have for us. So I won't go too long on it, but I just want to at least comment on that because it, it's really a neat thing. And you got Dora. I just saw her a little while ago. Ashley played a hell of a game here a little while ago. Awesome you guys, have, Andy. You guys, your team. Hey, you know what? It's nothing pretty. I'm going to tell you that much. It's it's. I just shake my head a lot. But you know what? These girls are scrappy, dude. They're. It, I love them. They're scrappy, and and I'm like, it's just like like me. I'm I'm a little five foot four, dude. And I'm like, they've really taken my personality. Uh, they're all for the most part, with the exception of my daughter. They're all bigger than me, and yeah. so you know what? They're really scrappy. And I love them to death. And they're really, you know what, their team is like supposed to be a true reflection of their coach. They play hard. They play with class. Uh, they don't give up. They don't quit on each other. Uh, and, and I love them. I love them. But, hey, we're talking about golf right here. Now, yes, I have had a caddy before. Uh, about, I'd say, last month, I took a trip. And I had some of my buddies on the show. Uh, they live in Richmond, Texas, which is just right before Houston, if I'm not mistaken. And they took me to some some badass courses out there. Like really? guys like me, I couldn't get oh, on. You really? could def- you could definitely get on, you know, but yeah. <laughs> but not me. Guys like me, I can't get on. Yeah. And they took me to Blackhawk and they took me to Carlton Woods and Nicholas course. And we had at Carlton Woods, we had a, a caddy, a four caddy, because you know what? I think did John ride on the back of your car, your cart as you were driving? Yes. Or okay. Yeah. See, well, he did that, he would take turns and do that. His name was George and he was like the king of the one-liners. I mean, this guy had a, <laughs> cool, he, he, was, he was just like, he would look at the, read the putt and you know, he'd tell you something. He'd be like, it's a, it's a Lance Armstrong. And we're like, what? Looking around. That means one ball left. You know? 
Oh, that makes for a great day. <laughs> oh, no, but like, I mean, he was just, That's I, good. You, you know, we had some adult beverages, you know, we had some libations yeah. out there. And yeah. and by by the time it was, I, I wanted to record him. I said it just had like, just like, I, I needed a body cam, you know, I'm sure you, that you had maybe throughout the years. I needed a body yeah. cam just on him yeah. because he said, <laughs> he said a lot of great things. And then he'd be like, he'd look at it and I'm just waiting for the reading. He'd say, yeah. it's an Elton John. And I'm like, what's an Elton John? <laughs> just put it in the hole. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Dude, I want to go there and I want to request that guy because he's good. That, man. That's what you go out there for. Now, here's the thing. Andy, I don't know what you shoot. I, I will shoot if I on a good day, I'll shoot a low 90s. On a, on a bad day, I'll shoot a high 90s. Very rarely do I go over 100. And also very rarely do I go under a 90. But when you can have... Uh, whether it be your, your, you know, your cart mate or, you know, just your group and you can walk away from that course going like, man, I didn't even get, I didn't even get upset on that round. It was like, even on the bad shots, you still had somebody making a joke. You still had some, and that's what tea time with Trini is about. Because I tell people, you're not going to be able to watch my show and picking it, pick up any golf tips. You're going to learn about the course. You're going to learn about the history of the course, if there's history there. If there's a resort attached to it, I'm going to show you the resort. I'm going to show you why you want to make that a vacation spot, a vacation destination. I'm, I want to highlight the restaurants. I want to highlight the rooms. I want to highlight anything they have in the vicinity that you can go visit. I mean, that's my goal. So that's what I'm doing with Tea Time with Trinity because I know I'm not going to put the time into it to be able to be a 70s shooter you know what i mean i just i'm not gonna do that i have too many other things going on and i think that that's what i'm trying to promote with tea time with trini you're gonna get to enjoy kind of like an everyday everyday joe's perspective on a course and that's 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 my goal with tea time with trini well and in watching your video like i stated i, I think your video is doing gonna do things that it did for me you know it, it got me excited i'm watching the clips and that's because i watched that video like four or five times and just you know I'm trying to make sure i do my homework on you you know and your golf yeah. game and i know notice how joe the the caddy uh in the in that clip it didn't show it but he told you exactly where you wanted to be yes. on that green and, you know, sometimes, hey, just, just because they tell you where it needs to be, you don't always put it there. Uh, but, but you put it there. And he said yeah. it was going to trickle back. It's going to trickle away from the hole towards the water. And sure enough, you hit on the green. And sure enough, you're like, yep, there it is. There it goes. There it goes. And it was, it's so hard to believe these guys. It is so weird, man. It's like, it's like if you were driving a car and the, the road veers to the right and you just – the caddy's telling you to go straight and you're like, no, there's no road there. And you're like, he's like, trust me, go, go straight. And I'm like, dude, there's no road there. I don't want to go straight. That's how hard it was to listen to this caddy because I can't read what he can read. And that was the unique thing about that particular outing. I understand. Uh, I was pretty much, you know, with the exception these past several years with my relationship with my dad and he's the reason why I started this podcast so I can always be close to him. That's cool. uh, so, so our relationship wasn't the best when I was younger. So I was raised, I always like to say I was raised by my mother and my three, and my three aunts and grandmother. So I was raised by a lot of women. And, and so I got a lot of trust issues, you know, being, being, you know, from a, a single parent home. And so 
the first time we were out there with the caddy, we are on hole one there with George at the Carlton Woods Nicholas course. He says, we're 160 out. I said, I said, what do you think? He, he looks at, he's absent. He says, you're 160 out. And I'm like, okay. He goes, but, but play it like 150. I said, okay. So I take out my eight iron and I play it like 150. Well, shoot. I smoke this shot over the green. And I tell him, I look at him and I said, 160, play it like 150. I said, my ass. You know? <laughs> and I said, and I said, I said, man, I was raised by, I was raised in a single parent home. I got trust issues, man. You're dead to me <laughs> on the first hole. And so, and so he goes up and he reads the three other guys in my group's putts, but he doesn't read mine. And after that, I was just like, okay, I'm sorry, George. Come back, baby. Come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take back what I said. Well, at least you had a lot of the holes to to be able to work with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we did. And, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, training, because tell me, and as you played the win, did you play with just one golf ball, or did you play with several? I think I, I think I went through, and it's interesting you say that. So, for somebody who's not that great at golf, I really do judge a good day. I mean, I, of course, I look at the score, but I judge a good day on how many balls I lose. If I can go on a course and only lose one or two, I had a great day. That's just on some of these courses that I played. I mean, when you take the um, Edgewood in South Lake Tahoe, so that's where they do the celebrity golf tournament there. I played there two weeks after they were there, and that was just this last year. And that's going to be coming up on Tea Time with Trini. I'm going to highlight that one. That one had some narrow narrow tee boxes like like if you slice if you whatever it is it's like dude you better get past these trees first and uh, they had a lot of those it was unbelievably beautiful if you ever get the opportunity to play edgewood in south lake tahoe you've got to do it because south lake tahoe is beautiful in itself but that course is just unbelievable and so um for me um i feel like when when I go to these destinations, I'm really trying to find courses that allow people who are going on vacation, who travel with their clubs like you did, um, or like you do, to be able to say, man, you know what? Because you even said it, Andy. You're like, I've gone to Vegas, but I've never played the win. And after I saw you know your first episode, I was like, hmm. Maybe I want to do this one. No, no maybe maybes. Wanna... No, maybes. No, oh, really? It's like a definite. It's, it's, it's Dude, a definite. It is freaking awesome. The whole experience, from the time that you walk into the uh, pro shop, from the time that you go to your cart. Um, I mean, I even show in the video about how they have their wind water. I mean, you don't even get yeah. regular water. I saw it's that. Like I saw it. Damn, it looks, it looks better than any water <laughs> I've ever tasted. It tasted, for some reason, it was so pure. Uh, you know, but I mean, it's just a wonderful experience. And that's what I hope to do with this Tea Time with Trinity, you know, to be able to open up these options for people. Because look, for example, we want to go to Hawaii. As soon as COVID, you know, settles down a little bit and they they ease up on the restrictions when you fly in, we're going. And I uh, stay, I like Kauai. That's my island that I like. And uh, there's some great courses I've played before, but the goal is to be able to island hop and go play at least two courses on each island, then turn around and highlight them on Tea Time with Trini. Because if you're going to make an investment, like taking your clubs, Andy, I don't know how you travel with your clubs. I got that one bag that, that all the, they sold me on it. I went to Golf Galaxy and they sold me on that you know, this is the one that all the pros use, right? And it's a huge bag. And it actually turned out pretty good because like, if we ever over 
were over when we were on the way back from a vacation, I just turned the, uh, I just put the extra clothes or whatever in my golf bag in it. And it's a, it's a, like an extra bag. So it works out. But you know, if you've ever parked at San Antonio, uh, airport, you got to haul that bad boy from the parking lot all the way through, check it in, you know, transfer your bags, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, if you're going to take your clubs, you want to make all that worthwhile. And that's the goal with this, with this channel. And I can't wait to highlight a course with you, man, on vacation, especially well, Vegas. Man, you're telling me, dude, I'm, I live for this stuff. And like you stated, Hawaii. Hawaii is a big destination that my wife and I eventually want to go to. So as you travel to Hawaii, dude, I'm going to be eating up that episode because you know what? I'm curious. I really yeah. am curious because you'd be doing that. And again, it'd be for somebody like me and watching your tea time with Trini, your first episode. I love how you started. You started at your room. You started at your room and you went, you worked your way down to the pro shop. And I think, did you, did you said, did you state that your wife had to buy a shirt or she had to buy yeah. something? Yeah. Hey, tell me, tell, so, tell me about that. Tell me. Cause, I'm gonna, right, cause, so. cause, cause I got one for you after that. I got one for you. After that. <laughs> So my wife says, all right, I'm going to go with you because I wanted to go. She used to play, actually. She did a little stint in college where she, I don't know if it was like a some sort of a um, like an option or something like that, uh, an elective or something like that. So she played a little golf. She said, I'm pretty good at it, actually. When I, when I played, I had a little bit of time in it, but I did pretty good or pretty well. So I said, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, let's go in Vegas and let's go together. And we did. And she did really well. I was so, so happy. And, and I'm looking forward to playing more golf with her like that. But um, when it comes to what you wear to a golf course, uh, you can get away with it on some local cl- courses, maybe wearing denim. But you do not go to the win in Vegas with any type of denim. I, I, they probably wouldn't even let you have denim on your cap. I mean, it's like no denim. <laughs> My wife wore some denim shorts and they were like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you can't do it. Hey, dude, they she went and shopped and that hurt me. I don't even know if I could gamble that night. I don't even think I gambled that night because I had to pay for clothes for her to be able <laughs> to just golf with me. So I think she ate up my gambling money on that night. It uh, it was pricey, but we got her on the course. So yeah, do not wear denim to any sort of club uh, golf course that uh, is known because you you're gonna have to you're gonna pay a, a price literally. Well, see, see that is something that that's good that guys who who don't travel and and want to play when they do go to certain destinations, you know, who occasionally take their clubs. I think that's a great freaking tip. Cause you know what, again, if I would have saw that episode when my wife and I, we went to our first time to Cabo, we played it probably it, it's the top notch course there in town. It's called Quibeta. It's a Nicholas front or back. And then I think a Greg Norman front or back. Oh, that's cool. uh, it is the number one course there in Cabo Cool. It, because it's got all the, it's got the relaxation stations, every three hole, every four holes, uh, you know, they're fully stocked and everything's all inclusive. And it's an immaculate course right off the water, right awesome. off of San Lucas. Awesome. You can see the, 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 the what is it, Sea of Cortez. And when we get there, and my wife, you know, my wife's coming with me. You know, hey, I got, I got a pretty caddy on my side, right? She's wearing, I think, like a cutoff. Not, you know, it's vaca- you're on vacation, right? So, so you know what? The, the wives, they're looking great, right? You know, they're looking, they're looking their best. Yeah. But they probably not ready to play around the golf. Right. And, and we're there and 
they, they tell my wife that she has to wear a polo, right? And I'm looking and I'm just like this. I'm seeing all the price of these polos. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, they I'm got like, you. You're <laughs> yeah, there. they got me bad. You're there. And I was over thinking, do you mind waiting, you know, here around this area until I'm done? But you know what? It wouldn't have been too good of a vacation. So I said, yeah. I said, you, you know what, a higher price. That's right. I said, you know what? There's really there's some there's a really good sell rack over here, you know. And my wife's like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make something work over there. And I said, you know what? That's why I married you because yes. you make it you make it work. <laughs> and so, like, that's a good tip. And I'm like, man, if, if I would have seen your video, that's something I could have picked up on and told my wife because now from now on, my wife's like, hey. You know, when we go to Cabo, don't worry. I brought that same polo because I'm ready to be appropriate <laughs> on the course. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, I, I like what you're saying because it, it gives me even more of uh, inspiration when it comes to what I do with future uh, tea time with Trinis. Because, for instance, I went to South Lake Tahoe for Thanksgiving and I took my clubs, hauled them, did everything we talked about. And in the end, I wasn't able to play it around because South Lake Tahoe shuts down right before Thanksgiving. You won't find a golf course in South Lake Tahoe that is open. The The closest golf course is in Carson City. And it's not too far, 45 minutes, an hour away. Now, now, now is that is that closer to Vegas, I guess? Is that or is it? It's going towards there. North, yeah, North it's going towards there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going towards Vegas. It, it's just, it, and it's not that far. I could have done it, but I woke up a little late and I said, ah, the heck with it. I mean, I'm, I wanted to, but I, I, I didn't. But it, I thought it was interesting to note. And so I think it's neat that you're saying what you're saying because it, it helps me to bring value, more value to people who tune into Tea Time with Trini if, I, if I'm able to bring up things like that. Because you don't always know that about, you know, like South Lake Tahoe. Okay, so here I'm going to show you something because you asked, you know, if I have if I travel with my or you know, do I have something to travel with my clubs? So I'm going to show you. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a love. <laughs> so, that's a love. That's a true love right there that will never it, be broken. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm going to tell you. It was one of the times I can't remember if we were, I think it was we were in Cancun or Puerto Vallarta. One of those because we try, with the exception of this past summer, we try to hit up a different part of of Mexico every time we go. And my clubs got lost, mm. and mm. I was freaking out. Like I'm over mm. here, I'm over here waiting by the phone in the room. I said, "Okay." They said they were going to call, and they haven't called. They said they're going to mm. call. Everyone's meeting down for drinks. I'm waiting for the damn call. I'm waiting for this call. And That's personal. Yeah, it is. And because, you know what, Trinity, I like to think, hey, anybody taller than me, they're a big dude. And I think in my, and you're, in my eyes, you're a big dude. And so I'm a little guy. I got these clubs. These are custom fit for me. I think they're cut down an inch or maybe like a, a half an inch. These are fitted for me. So I'm not one of these guys that co- can yeah. go and rent clubs yeah. because I rent them. They're too big for me. I'm not, you know, and so. Yeah. And it I, changes one, your game, man. When you go. And you're playing a course. I mean, you're there and you're thinking, this may be my only opportunity to play this course. I want to do the best I can. And it's it's very personal to have the clubs that you have the confidence to attempt some of these, uh, you know, holes. I mean, it, it's it, some of them are, are not easy, especially if you're facing wind. 
right? So you're going to some of these courses that I've heard you talk about. And some of those may be Oceanside. Mm -hmm. You know, they may be really elevated where the wind's coming in. And man, if you have clubs that aren't your own clubs, and I didn't even realize this until probably a couple of months ago, how important it was to be able to have your own clubs when you're playing a course on vacation. And that's why it's worth all that lugging around you know oh shoot yeah it is you know you'll see me you'll see me i'm shoot like you said like you stated you know when you come into san antonio the airport and then from where the baggage is to where your vehicle might be or where you're getting picked up shuttle or you know uber whatever you know it, hey man you gotta lug them and i always tell my wife i said you know what i said baby i'm just letting you know I'm, you know my carry-on or my my, car- <laughs> my first baggage it's my clubs you know i'm sorry you know like <laughs> like we're going first class my clubs are, my clubs are going first class before you yeah <laughs> all right so tell so tell me trini you played a, a good amount of courses and you're venturing into this uh you know golf game what is your favorite course here and around town or in the south texas area so there are different courses that I enjoy for different reasons. Um, but again, going back to what I enjoy the most about golf is the picturesque, uh, tee boxes. And for me, it's La Cantera. I mean, La Cantera locally has the best picturesque type courses. Um, and I love, uh, uh, JW Marriott, the TPC, the Oaks course. I love that one. That was my first, uh, or it's actually my next episode that's coming up. And we, and just by the way, we have some great drama with this next one and golfers are truly going to appreciate this show because we've all been in that situation. Even if you're a horrible golfer at some point, you're like, Oh man, I want to get below a certain score. I've got two holes. I have to hit this in order to get that, that score. And so um, for me, the, 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 the best one that I've played locally is La Cantera. And uh, I, I just love their hills. Um, and, I, and I love, as far as public courses uh, that are, you know, a little, uh, more affordable. Yeah municipal. yeah, municipal courses. is What's the one off of Hausman? Um, well, Cedar Creek. There you go. I, like, I, I haven't played there in a long time. It's been a while, but I used to like the elevation of that of that course. Now, I haven't played there in a while. I've always loved Willow Springs. If you come to San Antonio, Willow Springs was a good one. Are they still open? Oh, yeah, yeah, Willow Springs, okay. yeah. The, the one that is going to close here recently within the city is uh, – it's going to be – actually, you're right on the street for me. It's Almost, Almost Basin. Almost, they're actually going to – closing? Yeah, well, well, they're closing it because they're going to redo a good amount oh, okay. of it. And so okay. they're going to close it, not forever, but okay. uh, just because – That's I, a good one. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a gorgeous course. I it's like also, it. you, What I like is that you see the quarry in the background, yes. you know, and, it, and it's it, – it, it's really nice, but I think it's because it's in a flood zone. And so a yeah. lot of times when it, there's any heavy flooding, you know, it brings in all that debris and stuff yeah. and it makes the course look real nasty. Yeah. And I felt bad that it's located in that area. Cause it is, it's a gorgeous course. You but, know, on that, on that course, I'll, I'll just really quickly, I'll say to the flood zone part, I actually, um, I won't get into it, but there was a lady that was stranded and a couple, actually uh, an older couple was washed away from the floods that went through there and a, and a really bad flood that we had when I was on patrol. And, um, so to your point, it is absolutely in a flood zone when, when we have heavy rains like that and they wash a car away and, and these, unfortunately, these, these couple of people drowned and, and, and thankfully we were there in time to be able to save this, this lady who was washed away, but was holding on to a tree. So to, I, I'm, 
it's actually pretty neat that they're going to be able to redo it. And uh, hopefully they do something about that because that was, uh, that was, um, that was a difficult experience. Uh, that's, that's very unfortunate, you know, and, and I think a lot has to do with the safety because I'm sure, you know, in that right in that almost basin area, you know, I think I remember it was the, the flood a few years back that had raised all the way to the level of what is it of the highway, right? Or the, oh, the dude, freeway, they, right? That, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, at least with, when, when I was on patrol, it, it was over 281, completely over. And, and everything was, it was sucking down into those drains, but it just, it, it, the drains yeah, it, it, handle it, gets, it. it gets overwhelmed, but I think what yeah. they did do is because they cleared out, I, I'd say, I, I, you know, not being specific, but I know they cleared out like two huge blocks of, of homes right here. They, okay. you know, they bought them up, the city bought them up, they knocked them down and they have a huge like water ditch in that area now yeah. to okay. prevent that. But I think All what right. they're doing is, and almost is, is, Hey, it's like the next phase of that because well, it is city owned. Almost is where, when I talk about trying to hook my wife, that's the first course I ever played. That's where we went for the first time. And it was an awesome experience. I loved it. So San Antonio has great courses. I mean, I'm telling you locally, just public courses there. We have great courses. I mean, you you can, if I didn't live here, I might question it, but I'm letting you know right now, you know, on nothing is OB. I'm letting you know, you come to San Antonio you don't have to go to the La Conteras and to the JW Marriott's. You can play some great local courses here, and and it's a great value. And you can throw them in there here and there with the uh, with those you know more expensive courses, but you can get some great play at the uh, local ones. Well, thank you. That that's exactly why I'm doing this show because you know what? I think a lot of people outside of you you've played in Vegas, you played yep. in Tahoe, and I think uh, did you say Missouri? Right, Missouri. Missouri, Hawaii, See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Arkansas. Is like, yeah, you've, you've played in a lot of those places outside of the state. And I think San Antonio does not get their props for being a golf destination city. Yeah, let's make La, it happen. Yeah, La Quintera, uh, La Quintera is a great, oh man, I, I love how you can see over, I think it's the the Palmer, cor- the resort course, you know, from, from right there in the adult pool side, you can oh, see yeah. right over it, which is beautiful, which is immaculate there in the hotel, the hotel and the amenities. And then you have Hyatt Hill country again, who's got three championship nine hole courses. And then you have TPC that's got, you know, the canyons and they got the Oaks yeah. and then right down the street, they got Canyon Springs from it. So I, I just don't, I, I really don't think people give San Antonio the props that it has. And then if you want to go, uh, you know, to, cause we got all the different types of terrains like Cedar Creek. Hey, there's some mountains, there's some canyons. And then, and then you can go up to New Braunfels. You know, New Braunfels got Landa Park. They redid Landa Park. It looks, oh my gosh, it looks amazing. Oh, I just, it's such a short course, but I mean, well, it's still kind of long for me, but it's so immaculate because, you know, because you have, you have the Comal going through it and uh, it's gorgeous. And I, I'm glad, I, I'm glad to hear you say that somebody who has oh, yeah. been, who is, who is getting into this game on featuring courses. And like you, like you stated the other, the other day to me is that, Kissing tree, you know, kissing, kissing tree is. Tree. We just highlighted that one. I went out with my buddy Joe Smarrow uh, with Solution Point Plus. A great, great dude. Super impactful for our community and for our first responders. Anyway, we went out together and we played kissing tree. And he told me it was like, man, we got to go out there. And I went out there. I was not disappointed. There are a lot of gyms here in and around, close to San Antonio, and you could really, you could probably spend a week here. And just get your fill on some great courses that don't break the bank. All right, Trini, tell me, favorite golf movie? Oh, shit. (laughs) 
I haven't gotten into the to the golf movies yet. I haven't yet. So I, I, I don't know if I even have one. I mean, what comes to mind? Caddyshack. I mean, that, that's what comes to mind. But I, I don't – I haven't gotten into it. Now, what I do love is documentaries about golf because what I've learned to appreciate that I didn't understand in the beginning was how how golf is probably the most mentally involved sport that you could play. See, I was always into like boxing, like I boxed. And, and that does take a lot to step into a ring, especially if you're going to have family and friends there and they all know about it. I mean, that, that's difficult to walk into a ring. Um, but to be on a golf course and to have the mental focus that it takes, not only to play one round, but if you think about these pros and you think about how they have to play, not, not only they have to qualify and then produce in the tournament, like the big tournaments, that is unfreaking believably mental. I can't imagine. I mean, when somebody, some people are bothered by music playing or talking in their backswing. Can you imagine these pros that are sitting there with all the crowd and all these people watching? And everything is on the line that they've been working for all year to qualify for the tournament and then ultimately play all the rounds that they need to play to just make it to the final round. That is unbelievable to me. You want to talk about mental focus? Golf is a freaking challenge. That is a great, great, great game when it comes to mental focus. I totally agree with you. And, and I know you've, you've competed, you've been in the trenches on, you know, battle, battling, you know, and uh, protect, you know, and being on that side in law enforcement and as uh, as a veteran being in the military, it's a different type of mentality uh, when you're out there on the course. Cause you know, and you're right over a four foot putt and you might got like a couple of bucks on the line and you start to think about a couple of things. And then you start to think it just, <laughs> your mind wonders, you're like, Oh, did, did I, did I take the, did I defrost the meat? Did I take the meat out for dinner tonight? Oh, oh gosh, my wife's going to get ticked off because I don't know if my daughter finished her homework or whatever. Just you get all these little things and just little, little stuff that have nothing to do with the game, just kind of creep in. And you're just like, yeah. hold on, what's going on here? You know, yeah. and you create a lot of self doubt. I, 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 I think business people have the most difficult time I'll bet because I run, you know, my business with my wife and then I, I run our nonprofit and then I'm trying to do things when it comes to our Keepers of the Peace uh, conference coming up. There's so many things going on that, to your point, if I don't put that phone away, I'm so I'm so disappointed that I allow that I didn't do what I needed to do before I went to go play to put that aside so I could just concentrate on what I'm there for. And, and that's the most disappointing thing I've been experiencing lately, Andy, is why go if I'm not going to take care of business before I go? Because I just end up conducting business while I'm golfing, and there is no way that I'm going to be happy with my game if I'm constantly on the phone. I've, I've played multiple rounds here in the last few months where I have to put my phone down so I don't hold everybody up. And I put the, the phone on speaker and I'm, a, I'm having business conversations while I'm chipping onto the green. I mean, it sucks, hey, man. Those, those are no-nos, Trini. Those I know. Are no-nos. Those are no-nos. Those are no-nos. And that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> bring value to your audience. If you're a business person and you're going to go golf, do what you need to do before you get there so that you can leave the phone and, and, and 
be there for what you're there for. And that even if it's to get a great score, you're not going to get a great score if you're conducting business, man. There's just no way. This game is too freaking mentally challenging for you to be anywhere else other than what club you need, what distance you're at, and how that, you know, how that course lays out. That and I'm not even I'm not claiming to be anything in golf that you should look up to, but I do know that. Yeah, you have to be like the late Kobe Bryant. Uh, one of some of the sportscasters said about him is that he there was no other athlete that could be just so present in the moment. Mm. You know, he wasn't worried about what happened in the past, about the missed shots before. He's not going to worry about if he didn't make the shot or what's going to happen, you know, later on or tomorrow It's just being so present in that moment. Yep. And I think somebody, somebody that, that has had the history that you've had and the battles you've had with cancer and maybe out in, in, in the streets and in, you know, in the military that you can appreciate those times where you do see that, that perfect, you know, that perfect, the uh, part three, or you see those trees, you know, that that's overlapping that green. And you see that, like you said, that right, you know, the left to right breaker on the putt and, and you see the, you know, you see the, the, what is it? The, the carousel or you see the, the wind, the encore, the weeping willow. I saw the Vegas strip. I saw the sunset. I mean, I love golfing to where I can time it where some of the, some of the last holes are while the sun is setting. I love the way the shadows cast over the, I love it. I mean, it's challenging because when you have shadows on a green, it can affect, you know, how you view your, you know, what you need to do on your putt. But in the end, I mean, I absolutely love playing golf as the sun is going down towards the end of the round. I, I think, I think we all do. I think the people that just that love to be out there and be out there as long as we can, you try to squeeze a little bit more daylight, more daylight than you should. Yeah. And, uh, you know, God was, you look at these holes and you're like, man, God, God had to have been a golfer. God has to be yeah. a golfer because <laughs> it looks so gorgeous. Yeah. All right. One, one of the last things here is we kind of tie this up. Uh, who are you playing your final round of golf with? Your very last round of golf. What do you mean? Expand like, on that. Uh, your last, you know, it's your last round of golf here oh. on earth. Who are you playing it with? Your, who's your foursome? Uh, some guys have had, have had some, some people on the show have had a twosome. It's a, it's a question I ask all my guests and some wow. have even had two foursomes. Some have wow. even had a fivesome. So wow. who are you playing your, your last round of golf with? Well, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, I would say that, you know, I'm hoping that I get the opportunity um, when I pass to have my wife by my side. And, um, you know, I'm hoping I can hold her hand when that time comes. And you have to forgive me for being emotional because I've had to, um, I've had to think about this for, since 2016. So, uh, yeah, I would love my wife to be there with me. Uh, I love my best friend, Chad, even though he talks a lot of shit and, <laughs> and he, uh, you know, as soon as he starts losing, he starts kicking his ball. He starts replacing it. Oh, this is, this the is a man-made, man-made, uh, man-made Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. And so I, let me move this. So it would be, it'd probably be Audrey. It would probably be my buddy, Chad. Um, you know, and, and if I could extend that 
I, I just would be, would be with my my family. I'd be with my sons. I'd be with my daughter and my and and um, I would just I think that right there equals two foursomes, you know. So that's who I would like to be with to be able to play my final round. And uh, it wouldn't even be about the score. It would be about the fun and the laughing and and um, enjoying the again the the company or the camaraderie of the moment uh, in my last, uh, my last round. So that would be my answer. Yeah. That's freaking beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I, I love to hear, I love to hear people's, I love to hear people's answers. Cause it makes me, it makes me think it makes me, it really makes me, uh, think about who would be in my, my final foursome. And I, I interviewed somebody, his name is Matt Janella. He was a longtime destination golf reporter for the golf channel. And he gave me some of his time as he was moving his family from, from Florida all the way to San Diego. And this guy's played all over the, he's played all over the, all over the world. And he said, he stated, he couldn't say he had one favorite course. He said it was all about the moment, the people you're with, the people you love. Uh, and that's, that's one thing I'm really learning because, uh, I might not be as, as new a golfer as you are, or, you know, I'm not going to say new, but, you know, I, I like to think I've been playing since a long time, you know, since I was young. And so one thing I'm really learning through this podcast is I'm really learning that it's not about where you are. It's about who you're with. And it's about what is going on in that exact moment at that time. Yeah. And I, I love how you stated that. And I know, you know, I know you maybe more than some other people I've had to think about what is the most important thing to you and who do you want at your side? And I appreciate you sharing that with us. You know, I do, because I'm telling you, I do this show that I'm hoping that somebody else gets the same feeling that I am getting just exactly right now. It's just that, I, I, man, I feel you. I'm, connect, I've, I'm connected with you. I know what type of guy you are. I know what type of father you are. I know what type of husband you are, uh, what type of cop you were. And I'm hoping somebody else gets this too. And I'm hoping it motivates them to, to want to get out there. And for those golfers or those people that are afraid, man, I'm trying to break those stereotypes. It, it's not about, you know, it just, just golfing, golfing, how, whatever you you're in. Whether Dude, it doesn't have to be about the score. A lot of people think about, you know, well, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to go out there. And then I do, do you know how many golfers are out there? That once they see you swing, and if you're not that good, thank you, Audrey. Uh, once you, once they see you swing, and they see you walk off, not pissed off, but just like, damn, that sucked. Sorry, you guys had to see that. <laughs> On that point right there, they're happy that you're there because you know. I dress the part when I go play. Hey, you look sharp, dude. Damn, I, I, mean, I, I dress the part. You look part. like you know what's up, dude. You, you look like it was like, man, is that is he a golf pro? Is he a golf well, pro? <laughs> I do dress the part, but I always make sure and clarify before I get on the tee box, especially if they they're right off the bat. And I'm like, look, guys, I just need you to know, I dress the part. I got the clubs, but I don't do not look at me and expect to learn anything. I am here for the fun of it. And they're like, no, dude, we got you, man. We're good. And I believe that that's what some of the stereotypes are, that you have to be good because people are going to laugh or they're going to be like, what's this dude doing? And it just I think a high a high percentage of the time, most people that are out there recognize that you're just trying 
and they're cool with you and they give you time. I mean, even if you hit some balls out to the side and you have to go look for it and all, I mean, pace of play is very important. I just learned that out in the last six months. Like I asked the, the caddy, asked a few people like, what's the most important thing about golf that you would say that people would be, get pissed off about. And the one thing I consistently hear is pace of play. So there is a little bit of a, of a, of a challenge if you go during prime time. But like, I like to go on Sundays at around two o'clock. Nobody's out there Sunday at two o'clock. And now I find that when I go out there Sundays at two, I mean, uh, during the normal hours, uh, summer hours, you know, you can finish your round and even, you might let one, maybe two groups go through. Other than that, you won't be rushed. So that's my advice to people who are just getting into golf. And to your point, Andy, being able to get people to go out there and not have to worry so much, pick a Sunday, go around two or three, depending on what the, when the sun is setting, winter hours, summer hours, and go out there on those days. And that's going to be some really good days, you know, for you to be able to take your time or take your children out there, you know, and, and, uh, even if you just let them hit off the tee box, go grab the ball. Cause it's not that probably didn't even pass the, 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 the women's tee. Um, you that's know, around, that's around. If it doesn't um, pass the, everyone's yeah. got it a little bit different, but within yeah. our group, if it doesn't pass the ladies' tees, you have to buy a round. You have to buy a round uh, of drinks for your friends. Because I was like, I don't like that whole damn rules. Oh, you got to hit your next tee shot with your pants down. And I was yeah. like, no, because you know what? I'm going to get arrest, arrested for indecent exposure. Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's when I found that people go out there with their kids and stuff. And I absolutely love it. I have the patience. I don't go out there expecting or trying to finish a round so quickly. When I go out there... I'm going out there to take my time, have fun, enjoy the camaraderie. If there's a family with kids on a Sunday afternoon, I'm perfectly fine with it. I go out there with plenty of time to do that. So anyway, that's my advice. Um, and real quick, Andy, if you don't mind, I don't know if you have it, but I'm really excited about my next episode with Tea Time with Trini. And I know we're pushing an hour and 13 minutes. No, 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 but- no. I got that right here. And that's one thing I want to finish up. I think, awesome. is it, is it your teaser tea time? Because I do have yeah. that. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Yes, that, one, that one's, that one's got some drama. So if you're interested in, in, you know, checking out the course, um, over at the JW Marriott's the Oaks course, but I took my, uh, my, my SWAT buddy out there. He was with me along with Rick, his, uh, future father-in-law. And, uh, yeah. there's some really good drama on this episode. So, all right. Well, you know what, as we say that, let's go in and get to that right here before we finish, before we wrap up. No less than two bogeys. If I don't get 90, I'm quitting golf forever. This is the only hole in the course without a bucket. The straightaway par four requires both accuracy and distance off the tee. The key to this hole is finding the green with your second shot. There are no bunkers. The green is long and narrow. So you heard the man, no bunkers. By the way, this is the only hole that there are no bunkers straight away. So there should be no excuses. There you go, there you go, yeah, you go. That's the drama right there. The drama is no less than two bogeys, correct? If I don't get 90, I'm quitting golf forever. So Rick just told me I cannot carry the bunker. Odds are stacked against me. I hit my second or my first shot into the trees over there. 
so I took a 60 degree and I just flighted open and I hit it over a tree. I knew I wasn't gonna reach it, um, but I gotta go up and down to get a par. Um, remember, I have a bogey to play with. Bogey on this whole bogey next. Hmm, bogey. Bogey, so I gotta make a bogey on the next. Here we are, last hole. Look at that beautiful, look at that beautiful shot of the resort. So we're here, we're all rooting for Jonathan. He's got to get a bogey or less on this hole. It's a par five. A lot of things that can go wrong, but he does. Oh, appreciate it. Right. Appreciate so that. I think I'm, I'm extremely confident. I truly believe he's going to make it work. I feel like I'm the Masters right now. NBC's right behind me. Oh my. I pushed it far right. Ooh, that's some good stuff. I'm telling Man, you. It, it is amazing. I'm into it. Finish. I'm into it. You got me, dude. I'm, I, don't, I know it's not out yet, but I'm, I'm hoping maybe uh, once we're off the air here, I can maybe squeeze out just a little bit of some <laughs> of the results. Right there. Dude, that guy just picked up the game of golf. He is unbelievably a natural. It is, that's a big boy. It is that's amazing to see what Jonathan is doing. He's a current SWAT team member on the San Antonio Police Department. Wonderful, wonderful person. Great heart. Him and his brother, Drew. Great family. And um, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be able to see what led up to that point. And then ultimately, you're going to see how it ended. And it's a great drama. So I'm excited for it. And hopefully your viewers will enjoy it. And you'll get back with me and let me know what you think. Well, well, Trini, I want to thank I want to thank you so much uh, for this time, dude. Uh, Man, I really appreciate you, and I hope everyone does get a lot out of your your channel because I know it's not just about golf. You do a good amount amount of other you know things within. Uh, like you stated to me, you, you're, you're trying to pay it forward. You're trying to give back. You're trying to help other officers within their you know their finances or within their marriages or with anything having to do with with living that tough life of law enforcement. I know you also do, uh, you do your softball golf podcast, uh, your softball podcast as well. I know. Cause that holds a big place in your heart. I, you, you do a lot of things to give back. And, you know, I know I've met your parents before, you know, they are, they've, they've really instilled, uh, you know, service in, in you. And so when you right. said that at an early age that they, they taught you about, you know, giving back, you know, that's really what you're doing. Yeah. And I know you're giving back to this city and to this game of golf that I think, like we stated, it, it helps out so many people therapy wise. And you know what? You learn a lot about yourself being out there. Yeah. You do. You learn a lot about somebody. Uh, are they a grinder? Are they a quitter? Yeah. Uh, you're, cheater? Right. you're right. And that's why I do think, you know, in, in business and in building relationships, like like you said, Jonathan and then his father-in-law are out there. That that that's a bonding. That's a great opportunity to bond. You see, you know, what, how is it going to how how are things going to get when maybe, uh, you know, what you see your your daughter and her potential husband if they have problems, are you going to just quit? Are you going to work it out? You are can you learn gonna- a lot. That's what our caddy told us in Vegas at the win. He was like, "You will learn." Everything you need to know. If you watch that episode of The Win, it's our first tea time with Trini. And uh, that's what he said. He goes, I'll, I'll learn everything I need to know about somebody in a round of golf. And if you're looking, you can, you'll see things that will let you know about somebody. So 
another aspect of the game of golf is if you're wondering, you know, is this person going to be a good business partner? Is this person going to be a good partner in life? You know, go, go play around the golf and, and, and see how they react to it, you know, see what they do, you know? So I, I think it's really important. Um, I know that, um, you know, Kevin Curtis, he, he's, man, we go play golf all the time. Dude just had a shoulder surgery, and now he's about to hip, hip replacement. And I can tell you this, we've gone and played. That dude's a competitor. He grew up in my hood. He grew up over there near John Jay, and uh, he lives in my neighborhood. And one thing that uh, Kevin, he's how you handle a birdie to bogey says a lot. It's true. I mean, it's really neat to see how people handle themselves in a game of golf because it is you, you can sit there and think that you've got this game down. You can have two or three rounds and go, Oh yeah, I got it. I'm good. <laughs> and then that fourth one just jacks you up and, and it really can make you put your clubs away and go the hell with this. I ain't doing this anymore. So I think it's, I mean, I'll tell you, man, I have a whole different appreciation for the game of golf since I started to try to really become better at it, more proficient it's uh it's crazy so um anyway it i love it so much i invested in a a little i don't want to say a par three but it's a four hole type par three course on the side of my house kevin sees it coming to fruition he's he's drive by he drives by it every day and i have an episode that I, i included in my blogs but i'm gonna have an actual separate episode on building a, a a par three course on the side of your house and that's going to be coming up soon so I'm, I'm really excited about that now hopefully hopefully i can get back on your show and we can uh you know talk about what it's like to to construct that type of a of a course on the side of your house so trini you are always welcome on this show brother you're always cool. welcome on the show yeah cool man Hey, I, I really, uh, I really thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate yeah. it. I know I've taken a lot of your time up. Hopefully my viewers and your viewers have really enjoyed themselves because I'm going to tell you, this is the first time I'm putting in pictures. I'm putting in clips and I'm over here. I'm, I'm in tune to it. And I said, man, this is freaking awesome. And cool. I wouldn't have done it without your help, you know, and then your team's help as well. I want to so, help you. I want to help. I want to help people because in the end, I believe that what you do in life echoes in eternity, right? That's a saying uh, that's out there. I didn't make that up. I just follow it. It's on my, my, my chain that my wife made for me. And so whatever I can do that, especially now with social media, this, this broadcast isn't going anywhere. It's stamped throughout time. And so anybody that looks at this and, and, and refers to it, for whatever reason, maybe they wanted to play the win. And they found our video and ultimately they learned something different, maybe about themselves, like self-awareness, or maybe they, they say, hey, you know what, maybe I ought to take my family along one time. I never thought about that. I thought it was just about a bunch of dudes going out and having a good time, but you can actually take your family out and bond. Then that we did provide value for them. And that's the, that, that should be one of our purposes in life is is to be able to provide value for people. You do it, Andy, day in and day out. Again, I I would love for you to have an episode where you highlight your billboard in the back cuz I I can't see everybody. I know I know that Ashley's in there somewhere. 
But she, when you she, look at that, little goofy faces on one of these pictures. I got me right there, basketball right there. You know, yeah. dude, there are so many stories there where you have positively affected people that you will probably not hear about in your lifetime. But you have to have faith that what you're doing will continue on throughout generations. Will will continue on. Your your legacy will live off of what you're doing right now. And so I commend you for having the courage to get on this podcast because I got nervous being on your podcast. I have my own podcast and I get nervous every time I put on a podcast. People don't, my wife's like, oh, you're a natural, you know, whatever. I don't believe that. I mean, I, I'm so nervous. So I give you so much credit, Andy, for being able to not only do what you do as a teacher, as a, because you're a, a sports director, right? I mean, you're, you're athletic coordinator. Yes, sir. Dude, you do you you run the gamut when it comes to sports, and you especially with my niece. You know, I mean, Ashley is learning from you. What what her mother and her father maybe are missing, or maybe she doesn't want to hear from them. She relies on you, and that's the importance of teachers because it isn't that Dora or David don't have valuable advice kids just don't want to hear it sometimes from their parents yeah but but when they have somebody that they trust outside of their mother and their father that can reiterate or back up in a different way something that their mother and their father has been telling them that's huge and that's your responsibility. That's your obligation. And that's why you do it. My son is a teacher. And I absolutely love the fact that he told me he wanted to do that when he was in high school. And he's still doing it now. It's awesome. So well, thank that, you for what that, you do. Thank you. I, I truly appreciate that. And I feel like I feel like I've received a lot more than I put in. And um I don't know where I'd be without this profession. I don't, I don't know where I'd be with kids without kids like Ashley and all these kids that I have, you know, behind me, you know, they've made me into the man I am, the person I am today, the father I am. And, uh, I'm super thankful. And I thank you, Trini so much. Uh, make sure you check out tea time with Trini. Uh, make you, make sure you check out shields for kids. And uh, I want to say a special thank you to, to my sponsor of the show. He's my fraternity brother. And not just because he's my fraternity brother as a uh, for life.com backslash Rudy Mendez. Make sure you check them out. Uh, thank you once again, Trini, if you wouldn't mind staying on just for a little bit, yeah. uh, thank y'all so much folks for tuning in to nothing is OB golf podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I really want to thank Trini for being on the show. Make sure you follow him on his YouTube channel, Trini Trinidad. Also make sure you follow on any forms of my social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hit me up. If you want to hear something or see somebody on the show, please let me know. That's how it helps me grow the podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, on iHeartRadio. It's how it helps me grow the podcast. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is obese.